Hello, welcome to our second Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. It's been a busy week, Charlie. There's, uh, well, games get going this weekend, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, but Sunday the 6th is when the first game. The Admirals start, and the whole American Hockey League begins on Thursday. So it's, uh, here we go. Yeah, here we go indeed. The Admirals will open the season at Iowa at uh, 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, October 6th. Um, and there will be... Uh, I guess familiar names. We were we, They went through cuts. Um, Carl Taylor told me that it was one of, if not the most difficult day he's had in his coaching career, the cut-down day for this team this year. There were an awful lot of guys uh, who showed well in training camp. Um, Scott Nickel pointed out that it's a testament to the guys who are here how well they did because – there were some guys that had great camps and and and, uh, and and maybe deserved to be here a little bit longer, but there was just no room for them because everybody else played well. And I don't think they anticipated the guys sticking around. Like they they performed so well, they expected okay, you know, coaches are all they're all planners, so they, you know, they 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 say a month out, like okay, here's when we're gonna cut, and then we're gonna do these cuts. And they couldn't do that because these guys performed so well. So they had to keep guys around longer. Guys like Felix Gerard and Michael Huntebrinker, those guys, you know, uh, had to. They caused difficult decisions, and that's what coaches want. That's they exactly want to make tough choices. That's exactly right. Uh, but helped in part by the fact that Nashville sent down uh, Freddie Gaudreau, Jared Tenorti, Mika Salamaki, and Steven Santini, and they all cleared waivers. Uh, so they are all anticipated to be in the lineup when the season starts on October the 6th for Milwaukee. Uh, and only, um, I shouldn't say only, uh, three of those players are veterans. Santini is not. And the Admirals do not have a veteran issue. Not at all. Uh, and uh, it'll I mean, be... To a, maybe we should explain what is the veteran yes, issue yes. first. So, right? Go, no, go ahead. Uh, it's anybody over 260 games in the American Hockey League. Now, you do you get to play six players who have played over 260 games, but one of those has to be under 320. So you can have 260 to 320, and Mika Salamaki falls into that category with 286 games. Now this counts his AHL and NHL career. Uh, It also, in some cases, counts their European career. So there could be players, exactly. So if, uh, but it doesn't in Salamaki's case. And, and i, I got to be honest, I'm not sure why. I'm assuming it's because he was drafted and then played two more years like he was a junior player in Canada. Right. And then he started his career at the age of 20. But if he were to start his career, let's say, at the age of 29 or 30, uh, then that I think would. some of those games, at least since the age of 20. And, and this is completely me thinking out loud. I'm, I'm not positive about that, but I believe that's the case because I – I, uh, on the surface, I can't understand why those other games didn't count w- unless it was being compared to the Canadian junior system. Right, and he was part of the program of that organization in Finland <clears throat> right. coming through. Right. Uh, which I won't probably, I shouldn't even try to pronounce. <laughs> right, we'll let him do that. We'll let him do that. We'll let him do that. But he's a guy, when he played his one full season in Milwaukee, he scored 20 goals. Yeah. Uh, that We know that seeing him in the NHL, he's a guy who finishes his checks and hounds players, and uh, so he's going to be an asset. Uh, Santini is a guy who is going to be an asset. He's been back and forth between the NHL and the American League for many years. Uh, Jeremy Davies is expected to be the number one guy on the power play on defense. You have Tenorti, you have Matt Donovan, you have Freddie Allard, you have Alex Carrier. Um, It's going to be... There's the competition between the eight defensemen. Josh Healy was brought in. He's a big hitter guy. From who's played the last two years in Stockton, uh, and Arvin Atwal uh, and Brandon Fortunato. And Fortunato is a guy they like on the power play. Right. Atwal's a rugged player. Uh, there's some great competition still on the blue line as it stands today for this upcoming season. So it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how the Admirals uh, put out their lineup night yeah. in and night out. Yeah, absolutely. Like we said, it's tough choices to figure out who makes the roster, yeah. and then it's tough choices to figure out who plays Exactly for Carl Taylor. Exactly, yeah. And uh, the, the forward group, you have Pitlick and Tolvanen and Freddie Gaudreau and Colin Blackwell and 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 the leadership group. There's nothing yet on the leadership group, right? Officially, that being said, I think everybody is back. Right. Blackwell, Carrier, Donovan. I'm Tenorti. A, Tenorti. I think you're missing one A. Yeah, uh, that was that that uh, went to another organization some uh, somewhere. Um, so, 
you know, I guess the default would be Cole Schneider because he wore it on occasion last season. And he was the captain for in uh, Hartford. For Hartford exactly, last year. Yeah. exactly. So that would be what you would think might be the default because Connor Brickley was the one who started the year uh, as an alternate a, captain, and, and he was traded. traded for Cole Schneider. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Nothing's been made as as we're talking now as to who that is, but we will know for sure, obviously, Sunday afternoon when the Admirals take on the Iowa Wild. You'll be able to hear that game uh, at 2.30, pregame at 2.30, faceoff at 3 on the Big 920 and on the iHeartRadio app. If you don't have the app, make sure you get it because you'll be able to hear Admirals hockey wherever you are uh, off of the iHeartRadio app. Uh, also, there are going to be uh, a few games that will be on uh, News Talk 1130, uh, WISN this year. Uh, just we'll, we'll keep you updated as to when all of those are. And you can, obviously you can follow MilwaukeeAdmirals.com and find out uh, the radio schedule, the broadcast schedule, and everything else that you need to know. For sure. We Absolutely. talked enough? We got it. We got uh, enough we, out of the way here? Well, I think so. I mean, the best part of the show is coming up. It is. When uh, assistant coach and, uh, you know, the, uh, the sheriff, as he's known, is uh, Scott Ford. He's going to join us. Great stories and a great storyteller. Yes. Too. So we're. I'm really looking forward to uh, to hearing some good ones out of uh, out of Scott. Home opener is October the 12th, by the way, against the Laval Rocket. Uh, that is at not, 6 p.m. Not the Rockets. Not Rockets. Rocket. Uh, Singular. 6 p.m. on Saturday the 12th. Okay, we got it all. Admirals open the season on the 6th. Uh, and by the way, the uh, radio show, Milwaukee Admiral Center Ice, will start on the 7th, Monday the 7th at 5 p.m. on the Big 920 and on the iHeartRadio app. Okay, without further ado, we'll take a break, and uh, we'll come back, and Admirals Assistant Coach Scott Ford will join us next on the Milwaukee Admirals Podcast. Okay, welcome back. Part two of the Milwaukee Admirals podcast with uh, Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims, and Admirals assistant coach Scott Ford joins us now. Thanks for doing this. Hey, no problem. Second guest. I know. I'm pretty uh, privileged here. I'm I'm happy about it. You feeling good? And obviously the first guest, like, we had complete obligation to. We were... The podcast never gets off the ground if you don't have the president of the organization as the first one. Right, so, right. like, you're the first one we really wanted. Well, that's what uh, that's what I was asking about. I'm like, who was the first guest? I'm like, okay, just default. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what we did. And nobody was here yet. <laughs> nobody was in town. We had to do something. Right. So that's just. No, we kid. Because John's, he had great stories. <laughs> yes, he did. There was even some stories we didn't get to. That we'll have to have him on for next time. Uh, yes, that yes, I indeed. Things we mess, uh, missed. Uh, as we're doing this, the team just finished a couple of exhibition games. Yeah. Um, what do you take from exhibition games? And there's an awful lot of guys that play in these games that for both teams that won't necessarily be on the opening night roster, but at the same time, there's still some positives, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, with our uh, new affiliate in Florida, we had some guys up um, – from there that we wanted to see and and just you know kind of it's a three-tiered system now w- with our group and we're trying to uh just trying to how you get charlie's breathing into uh, the charlie's mic. breathing into the microphone yeah, yeah i'm like darth up. vader yeah. over there <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right. I'm just trying to intimidate you that's yeah. all no that's it's, no it's good we we get to see some guys that we you know maybe have never seen before or you know get get them acclimated into our system into uh what we're trying to accomplish as an organization and we had guys up in in the nhl obviously with nashville that we're you know doing the same type of thing you know there's there's guys that that uh they're trying to get a look at get a pulse of and to see if you know when when their name's called if they'll be ready to uh, play in their system so it's treated like a three-tiered system and and you know we're fortunate to have some depth now so we needed to see some some different guys and obviously there's some tough decisions to be made still um you know with nashville's roster and our roster and it's just it's it's one of those things that happens in pro sports. So as we're taping this, this isn't necessarily the opening night roster. There were a few guys. There were eight guys sent down to wherever they're going to. Mm-hmm. A handful to Florida and a couple of guys to wherever they had signed ECHL deals. This is not necessarily the roster we have as we tape this. No. That will be on Sunday uh, when the team opens up in in Des Moines. Yeah, no, there's uh, de- definitely be changes by then. Um, yeah, there's going to be some tough decisions, and you know it's the nature of the beast. It uh, it's it's an exciting time of year, but it's also you know having those meetings and and you know looking at those players in the eyes 
is not the most fun. It's 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 tough decisions. You've been on both ends. Charlie was in it. Was we were, we were in actually that. talking about that. Yeah. Like, how do you? What's different from a coaching perspective as a player's perspective, and what's going through your mind? Like as a player, you get called in there, you know something not good is happening. So are you spacing out the whole time? Like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> I'm so mad. Are you listening to anything they're now saying? Now I got to pack. Now I got to whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah. I got to tell yeah, my girlfriend. Oh my gosh, she just got a place here. What? Oh boy, this is awful. Yeah, it is. It's tough. It is. I've been on both both sides of it. Um, the you are. It's definitely a. a a tough situation but a lot of times it, there's good that comes out of it too you know there's there's situations where you know there's contracted guys there's there's numbers there's you know sometimes you just didn't play good enough it's just it, there's a, a whole bunch of different reasons for it and sometimes it's just it, it's out of your control and and sometimes you just you know you might not have had your best stuff so it, it's as, as long as uh like you said you, you sit there you, you take in what you can and Wherever you go, you got to put your best foot forward. Like you got to. It's just like I think in life too. It's like everybody's been fired, everybody's been promoted or demoted or, or what have you. So, if you can, you know, go in there with a good mindset and and kind of have your you know back against the wall mentality and be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as you know as constructive as possible. You know, that's that's usually the guys that come back or the guys that you know, advance in another organization or, you know, get an opportunity, guys that persevere and, and, you know, kind of, you see it in their face where they're like, they give you the F you kind of thing. Yeah. Like I'm going to show you. And and we like that. Yeah. Right. Right. You want, you want somebody that's got a little, you know, fire under their, our, our guys, their like I would imagine most guys are just pretty stoic in the meeting and maybe you can see it in their face, but do guys get combative? Like, Hey, you're making a mistake. Like I'm not asking you to name <laughs> names here, but like, I'm going to come back and, you know, shut this up. I'm better than butt. this guy. Right. Yeah, right. I'm better than I've, you're keeping this yeah, guy. And I'm better than I have him. seen it before. And you know, I've, I think I've even made mention of it before in some of my exit meetings and just been like, listen, I, I know I've outplayed these guys. I understand that there's, you know, contracts and there's this and that, but you know, I deserve to be here and, and I will be back, and I'll show you. Not not so much as like the Ricky Vaughn. I was gonna, just going <laughs> to say the Ricky Vaughn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to show you, Mr. Brown. Yeah, but nobody ever was like, hey, can you read that on the wall? And I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, my eyes are perfect. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it is. There's, uh, there's situations like that, and, and, you know, guys ask questions, and then some guys do just kind of take it on the chin and, and uh, go about their business. But it is it's it's tough for everybody it's not it's not fun on the management side of it and it's not fun as a as a player either but then when you call someone in the office and they sit down and you say hey listen you're going up to the national hockey up. league you know that's pretty special like i was uh i got to you know fortunate a few years back when i i was with the, the black aces in nashville i got to tell freddie goudreau that he was going up to play game five in anaheim hmm. like that was pretty that's special. pretty awesome especially for a guy like freddie who's like the nicest guy salt of the earth guy yeah. who started in as a co east coast guy not even an, uh, uh, an nhl oh, contract was, yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah. he's the type of guy i've said to so many people whatever motivates you whether it's it's meeting somebody from the opposite sex or the same sex whatever whether it's money whether it's fame glory whatever like he's the one guy that I think is purely he loves to play hockey. Right. Like, I don't think there's any ulterior motives with him. He just enjoys playing hockey. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's uh, he's a special breed, and, I mean, that's that's the kind of guy I was, you know, saying earlier. It's like he has that attitude, like, well, I'm going to make it regardless. I, it, you know, if I have to go down to play or wherever I'm going to be, I'm going to make the best of it, and uh, I just love the game and, usually you love the game and it loves you back yeah kind of thing so it yeah it's uh that's a, a good story but it it i was teared up a little bit too it was really a proud moment to yeah. be able to say it. i mean i played with a ton of those guys it was every time somebody got like called every up, single one of them yeah like, as a, you had them all as d partners right yeah, yeah it was every, a stretch you did yeah, yeah you know so anytime somebody has success and you know you can see it in their faces you still see them up there and they're 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 just like the same guys that they were here. There's you know we've all aged a little bit, and some of us have lost some more hair. So it's uh, <laughs> yeah. what what is it like uh, like right now? Is it Scott Nickel who makes the explanation, or is it Carl Taylor before? Was it Paul Fenton and Dean Evason? I mean, well, how does usually, it work? Usually our GM you know steps in and just you know does the initial 
conversation and then you know depending on if uh it's, it's you know position oriented or the head coach wants to uh you know speak on on our behalf you know it just kind of goes around the uh around the table okay and, and it's open and we we speak you know we speak from the heart it's this is what we like this yeah. is what you need to work on Hope yeah, to see pretty, you soon. yeah it's pretty cut and dry it's not uh like the know, billy bean movie the Moneyball movie yeah, where, where they say where they say just say all right we're trading you joe has the information yeah <laughs> that's what you got to do yeah except we say ryan has the information right he's <laughs> right. sitting there they're but right yeah it's uh it is cut and dry but it's not the most it's it's never fun but right. it's the nature of the beast they've all done it yeah you everybody's been a part of it 100 percent, and some of us and more uh, situations than others yeah yeah know. i mean just to be in milwaukee you've been cut once right right, right yeah from somewhere Nashville. along the way yeah, yeah right. exactly, exactly. Exactly right. Charlie was uh, t- talking about uh, you spent one year away uh, in the blue. Well, not, not even, even a, year, a year. Not even yeah. a year. Right. It was a little more, than, barely more than half of a year. Uh, was that, the, and that was the year of the lockout, unfortunately. Right. Was that the, the NHL deal? Was that the big lure for you to, to go do that? Yeah, I think uh, on both sides of it, just uh, had a significant you know, raise on the American League level and then also, you know, the NHL intrigue. That was the, that's the biggest thing. See, everybody wants to get there. You know, so it's, you know, thinking you have an opportunity on a two-way better than just a one-way American League and, you know, it didn't, didn't end up working out, but, you know, it was just another one of those trials and tribulations of professional hockey. Yeah. I mean, then the, or a couple of years down the road, I, you know, didn't have a job at all until December. I was doing renovation. I was doing demo on my buddy's house up, around, <laughs> up in Brill, and literally just was up there with a sledgehammer, just like I'd work out in the morning and then go up there and just smash walls and, like, take out my frustration, you know, just uh, doing demolition. And then, um, lo and behold, I was just like, listen, I got to play. I talked to my agent and went down to South Carolina, and we and I ended up having... A, you know, one of the most unbelievable years yeah. of my life. What, what, won 27 games in a row? No, 23. I 23 believe. 20, games 23 in a row. 23 or 24. And uh, but we, we just had an amazing, amazing team. And then, lo and behold, I, you know, came back here that year. Right. And, yeah. And played up until the end of the season They and wanted to go back. I went back and played in the playoffs. We lost in game seven of the Kelly Cup final that year. So it was... Uh, Unbelievable group of guys and just a fantastic time. Their their organization there is awesome too. They uh, they did a great job and you know a lot of players and their coaching staff and stuff have moved on to you know American League NHL and just it was a phenomenal opportunity. And being able to play golf year round that's well, not that's okay you know, right? It's a it's yeah, fine. Like when I show up there in my first week, we go out to uh, the ocean course at Kiowa Island. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was good. We had, uh, and that's what January. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, it was beautiful. So we no, I had a great time. Folly Beach is unbelievable. King Street, like it's, it's an unbelievable city. I had a blast. They, they we we were talking about stories here before, but that <laughs> this is a funny one. I got to share this one before we got all the time in the world. So we're in South Carolina, and I got a, a buddy of mine. Um, um, that I kind of worked out and trained with from my hometown and uh, he'd actually played here for for a little bit of time and anyways we you know had a had some fun we had a team event and we all went out afterwards and we we're downtown and you know having a blast and we uh, I show up at the rink the next day and you know get called into the office and they're they're just you know you can see it in their face they're kind of beside themselves and like they're like Scott you know have you you heard what happened kind of last night and i'm like no just oblivious you know i i actually was responsible and you know left the left the young gentleman downtown for a change and, <laughs> and went went home um for a change and the uh so anyways what had occurred is the guys were out at, at a club and they had the pictures and the uh, video documents so i'm sitting there looking at the computer and I see these, I'm like, what? Like, it's just frame by frame, and you see two guys kind of, you know, looking kind of secretive. Then one guy's got his arm around the other guy, and they're hanging out, and then next thing you know, there's a fire extinguisher sitting between them on the floor. <laughs> and then the next clip is the guy just 
fire extinguishing shooting the whole dance floor like just, <laughs> just like just, his own fog machine oh yeah own fog machine just making <laughs> it rain so the i guess the uh the, the alarm like the fire alarms going off like the place <laughs> is just well there's people just screaming and running for the exits because they think that's there's dangerous a, right oh, what's yeah. going on it's a fire well they look like there's soot like that white that white stuff that comes out of the uh the fire, the fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are covered. Like they look like ghosts. Like it's just like <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> they, they're like, well, Fordo, like, that. I know this guy's from your hometown. Like, what, what do we do with this guy? I'm like, well, I said, I think it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? What should we do? Like, did he get fined or what? He's like, well, he's in a little bit of trouble. It's like we got, we got to move him. We got, I'm like, well, and the stories after this will maybe go into about my days here in Milwaukee but I'm like well you know this kind of happened in Milwaukee and you know they they kept me around or we kept so-and-so around sure sure you know yeah it's a slap on the wrist but you know it kind of uh stuff like that occurs you know but he 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 got shipped out of town did he oh yeah (laughs) yeah. yeah. he got shipped out of town but it's just hilarious like you see the you see the fire extinguisher just right yeah, you could see like the, the 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 thought bubbles above his head, like the bad idea, right? Like oh, uh, yeah. coming up there. Uh, and... uh, I don't think that. Yeah, that's the, the angel on the one shoulder. And the yeah, devil no, there was the no other. angel. It yeah, was just straight the devil on both sides. Yep. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, but this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, and Indeed. that's the old. They say you can take uh, the kid out of Fort St. John, but you can't take Fort St. John out of. The <laughs> so kid. that happens a lot in Fort St. John. Wow. <laughs> Maybe maybe not that. Hey, but when you only get four light, flame four throwers, hours. I was gonna say flamethrowers, maybe. <laughs> right, yeah. or four hours of daylight in uh, middle of December. Right, you need to right. entertain yourself somehow. Yeah, no, I. Uh, yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I am. I bet it is. Twenty-four hours of daylight in the summer, and then about four. You don't in the get winter. any sleep, right? Don't you plan a golf outing that kicks off at what, ten p.m. or nine no, p.m. or that, something like that's that? That's a little. That's Alaska. We're not. We're not oh. quite that north but we can play literally probably till 10 o'clock in and just see the ball just fine fine yeah it's uh it's pretty pretty spectacular we get all four seasons right to the max as far as you know beauty and just just how that i mean how they are spring is absolutely fantastic you know fall same thing and it's just winter's eight months and the other four months are the other three seasons yeah, yeah so, right yeah, yeah. So it's the, the way things have worked out for you, Scott, uh, you've been here a long time, more than 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately, you kind of became ingrained in the community. Did you, was that something that just happened here or did that happen? I mean, you weren't in, in any other place really since college as long as you were here. But um, did, did that happen for you in Cleveland? Did that happen for you uh, wherever you were? Um, I think... I, I think it did to a certain extent, but obviously not to the magnitude here. I mean, I was at school. Um, I had a, a really, really good time, really good rapport with our, with you know, our faculty, our staff, um, just our whole ath- athletic department, and just was able to make a lot of connections and a lot of friends mm-hmm. out east. And and it, my first couple of years, just trying to get traction as a professional and and trying to, you know be a be a pro it, it you know didn't it didn't occur in, in at times you know I didn't I think when you're on the bubble and you're constantly moving and and trying to you know make a lineup or trying to you know be involved it's tough to really get ingrained in a community or ingrained in <clears throat> in an organization where because you there I think there's a, a kind of a trust factor or like a sure. a comfort level th- that's involved with it so you know being fortunate to get the opportunity out here, um, it, you know, my first year, I mean, first couple of years was tough too, even with Lane, like it, you know, we playing, and I was playing and I, you know, I established a spot. But you had a two way deal when you first started, right? You were, no, it I, was here in ECHL. No, I just, uh, just, just American, just, League just American deal. League. Okay. Yeah. So, and, but you had played in the coast right. pretty much all the year before. Right. Yeah. I'd played, I'd played, you know, couple of years in the American League and then played a year in the coast and then I'd been kind of up and down for like kind of four years and then you know had a, had an opportunity here and for whatever reason it fit you kind of like like I tell the guys here like starting out as pros and even guys on their entry-level deal you have to find 
your niche or you have to find what you're good at and your role and and that's just what they they want it's like if you're good at this and you know you're are the best at this area of of your game you're going to get a job yeah you know you so you have to some guys are kind of in between and they're trying to find an identity once you find your identity and it works i mean you gotta you gotta stick with that are there are there as many roles in hockey today as there were in let's say 2001 when you're playing in college you know what I I think so. I think some roles have diminished a little bit. Obviously, you know the we see with the, the enforcer guy, role, yeah. but but the game is so good. Like it, the guy skates so well. It's so fast. Um, you might not see an, an enforcer in that type of position, but there's still you know guys still mix it up. Guys still play extremely hard, yeah. and and there's it's so fast. But you got to be a guy like Ronaldo, and I don't think people understand how well he skates, or Liambus, right. or yes. Cody Bass, or th- those type of guys that can do a lot of other things. No, that that's true. It's like th- those guys can they can flat out play. And I mean, you know, Austin Watson. Look at this. Yeah. Guy. So for for example, in our organization, the guy scored 20 goals three years in a row here when I played with him, and he is basically transformed his game and his life in order to be play at the national to adapt to the nhl to adapt it it is and and you know kudos to him yeah like you see well what i think kirk muller that was here captain kirk like he how many goals did he score in juniors and he might have been one of the best checkers and right 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 in the in the nhl like guys Dino, Dean Edison, he, he always left 70 goals in the dub for it all, 70 goals. I'm like, <laughs> Dino, you can't even handle the puck. Like, <laughs> He'd he give me a hard time for having bad skills. But, no, the yeah, and then he checked. Right. So guys have to adapt. Not everybody can be Alex Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid. But as there's more and more kids like that like there's guys that can just flat out play and skate and are so dynamic and and you have to if you're a defender you got to defend if you and there's still guys like that but everybody you know can skate and move and mm-hmm. the game's in a good spot so it's it, you look at guys like our guy like look how good Tenardi skates for a right, big guy right exactly you know Hedman on Tampa like these guys are like six foot six like Neanderthals and can fly yeah, yeah. right so yeah. they go to goal line to uh, center line in four strides it is it's it's amazing it you know just watching it every day it's pretty awesome to see like I just I'm like holy smokes I wish I wish I could have a little bit of that mm-hmm. but the yeah it is so but as to what you said before I don't think obviously the enforcer role is out but guys don't people don't realize the people in the, say in the third line suppose of checking roles yeah. and guys that maybe don't play as much glamorous minutes on the power player thing these guys can flat out play yeah and they've adapted themselves a lot of them in order to ha- find their little niche role in order to further their careers and in order to have a career right absolutely uh, something just came to my mind I, I had totally forgotten about this but I'll bring it up now, and this isn't even much of a story, but it's my favorite Scott Ford goal. And it came on the power play, and I remember it. I think it was a power play goal, and I remember it because I, it's a great call by Aaron. It was, I think, your first year. Was your first year 08, 09 here? I, I believe so. Yeah, and I'm sure you remember the goal I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah, I show, Ford, I show everybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You come out of the box, Cal O'Reilly has the puck had just picks up a loose puck or it creates a turnover and you're coming over to the bench you're beelining it over to the bench probably i assume he no could... i seen him i seen him pick it up I was going to... okay <laughs> all right <laughs> so cherry so, picking all of yeah, a sudden cal sends it all beautiful Red pass ball. you know 40 feet in the air nice sauce right on your tape you go in forward backhand score that's all aaron said we had a great crowd they go crazy uh, and that I'm not even asking you to comment on this. I'm just saying that's my favorite Scott Ford goal. Maybe my favorite Scott Ford memory of you as a player. Wow, that's it. That's awesome. There you go. Yeah, that's good. That's I remember it. I came into the box and Cal's a pretty good player and he was okay. Yeah, he's, okay. he's fine. He did. He sent. He sent like a 15 foot sauce pass over the defenseman and I think got a piece of it, and I picked it up on my backhand right at the blue line and then 
came down and showed forehand and went backhand. And then I always say I threw it in the shelf, but it was about three quarters away up there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what goaltender was it on, Aaron? I don't remember. I think it's Ben, Pio- Bish- ben I was going to say it was ben a Peoria Bishop, game. Right. Yeah, it was, it was a Peoria yeah. game. Ben Bishop. Yeah. You know, we. Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop, obviously, he's a, a NHL All Star, Vezina candidate. Uh, yeah. Uh, we really did some work on Ben Bishop well, here in Milwaukee when he was with Peoria. I don't know yeah. what our record is, but it was really good against Ben yeah. Bishop and even Bennington. I think we lit Bennington up a bunch of times. Yeah, too. absolutely. Well, Bennington was great we beat Bennington his first last year. year. Yeah. And then he slowed down against Milwaukee. But yeah. his first year, he was lights out. And then after that, it, he kind of. He's pretty good, it, too. He wasn't. Yeah. 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 And well. there's, I mean, th- there's so many guys, and you think of who you played with and who you've played against and, and all of this stuff. I mean, it's, it's staggering to mm-hmm. think that you're, you've been on the ice in meaningful games with the best, literally the best players, the in best the players world. in the That's world. That's pretty yeah. awesome, yeah. isn't it? No, it's, it's awesome. I, it's, I look back at some of those years and teams and stuff just very fondly. The guys that have moved on to Nashville, I mean, they speak for themselves, but just the guys around the league, even the guys I played with, in Peoria, you know, one yeah. one Stanley Cup in St. Louis last year, and just it's 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 awesome. You know, I still keep in contact with Jake Allen. Um, he was phenomenal. We golfed a ton together. Uh, Taylor Chorney was another guy yeah. who won a Stanley Cup a couple yeah. years ago in yeah. Washington. So, like Taylor and I were, you know, really good friends and ND partners for the better part of that half year or whatever I played, and just it, yeah, the relationships. And, you know, the people that you meet along the, the way, it's, it's really special. Like the hockey fraternity is awesome. There's not, a, there's not a ton of guys where, you know, that, that you, you know, can't sit down and have a beer with. I agree. I always say hockey players are the nicest players. I mean, maybe that's – I've been working in here for 20 years, but I worked in baseball and at the minor league level, and guys weren't – it wasn't the same. It's, it's, it's so weird because I'm, I'm with you. They, they, you work with baseball or, or others, but like for, in my case, some college basketball or you're around the college football or whatever, but everybody still has the focus of going to the next level. Right. Like nobody, you know, er, there's not a single college football player who doesn't think he's going to the National Football League or that wasn't the goal when he's going to play college football. He's going to the NFL. And it's the same at this level. Everybody wants to get out. Minor league baseball, everybody wants to get out. But, but at the same time, um, and maybe it's because uh, there's a little more maturity with, with hockey guys having to leave home when they do at 14, 15 years old if you're from Canada or whatever. Maybe that's the difference, but it, it just it, it just seems like it's easier. And, again, we're biased. I've been doing this 15 years, and yeah. you got 20 probably, close to it. Right. But it's true, and I say this to the players. I said it this morning talking to them about some just some miscellaneous things. I can count on the number of ha- bad guys that I've just not liked – in 20 years on one hand. Can you say that? I've, I've Can heard. You, do you have any? I mean, you don't need, need to name names, but have you ever had a teammate where you're just like, this guy's. He doesn't belong it's also, here. It we is, can't have him. Yeah. <laughs> Not many, if you do. More their, more their wives and girlfriends. Not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's. No, people it, don't understand. We're not going to get into that, but there's a lot of politics uh, in that, no, in that part. Yes. No, there's not too many. There's, it's a few guys, but, you know, even say if someone, if someone's not good in the, in, you know, the group aspect, a lot of times one-on-one, they're awesome. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. like, it's just kind of different strokes for different folks. Right, it's, and right. there's not a, there's not a ton of, of people that you can like really be like this, this person sucks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, along those lines, I want to get into, it, it, I think it was the ten eleven season. It may have been the following year. Um, the admirals, no, it was the year Ian Herbers was coaching. Right. Right. So it would have been eleven twelve. Uh no. 10-11, what did I say? 11-12. 11-12. You want me to look Lane, it up? I can look no, it up. No, 11-12, because Lane had moved on after the 11 season. So it was 11-12. Um, you guys started to do something fun at the end of the year. You made a heck of a push at the end right. of the season. It became fun for you. You guys made it a point to say, hey, we're playing hockey. Let's have some fun. And you – did you lead the way on this? It, this I don't think it was It was my called I- Pigeon of the Day, right? Yeah, it wasn't my idea per se, but it, w- it ended up kind of – what we'd do is, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, you know, the 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 saying pigeon or the, it's like stop stop being a pigeon, you know, like pigeons just like, just standing there, just standing there, yeah, pecking, pecking, doing nothing, yep, like he's yep. just 
a non-factor just right. pigeon so we started this thing called pigeon of the day and <laughs> and uh, you had a hat oh yeah we got we that's a, how you know it's legit oh, when yeah. it's got a hat <laughs> oh yeah we got this we got this flat brim hat you know like cool it, trendy like hat or whatever and on the back it said pigeon <laughs> of the day and it had a pigeon on the front it was comedy where, where did colors. you get the hat and you took pictures every day oh yeah, of yeah. the player so, at practice or whatever yeah so what we do is that pigeon of the day would be you know somebody that during practice you know had a, a blowout and fell into the boards or got you know sniped like there'd be nobody around him and he just got you know wipes out or somebody that just just had a bad day like just <laughs> and at the end of the practice like it would the pigeon of the day hat would just wind up in your stall it would be sitting there waiting for you as who you came was, off the who ice who was the person in charge of the of the putting the hat in there i think it i think there was a, a few a of committee? us yeah it was kind of like just a leadership group slash like you know fun group that would do uh <laughs> that would do pigeon of the day so anyways it'd be sitting in your stall and you'd you'd come in and it'd be like you know you're kind of bad it was like a badge of honor kind of thing right, like right. Everybody, everybody screws up yep, you know yep. like it's just yeah i'll have, own this oh yeah yeah i'll own it you know what so you'd sit in your stall you'd get a picture of it and we'd we would we'd post it actually and on twitter i think it was yeah i remember ryan flynn's very 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 well yeah and the guys you'd do a goofy face or you'd sit there fe feeling shame about <laughs> you know whatever whatever you'd done that day to be a pigeon so anyways one of our uh one of our players had a rough go and and uh w you know was presented with the award and it didn't go over too well so <laughs> <laughs> we, we get we get called in we get called in the office and and herbie calls you in yeah herbie calls us in and it's like guys we got a problem and we're thinking <laughs> oh my god who got arrested yeah who got, right like, what is right like, what happened uh, who put off the air who put off the uh, fire extinguisher yeah exactly one of those like oh geez here and it's like um you know what's this uh what's this pigeon of the day thing you guys got going and we explain he's like well the last person who got it, it hurt their feelings, and and they they don't want to accept the pigeon of the day, and they, <laughs> they and they think that and they think that it should be it should be banished banished. It's it's ruining our team from the inside as a whole. And, and oh we're goodness like, gracious! And we're like we're like what the we're looking like around you can like, hear <laughs> eyes rolling in heads, right? Oh, like, yeah. So we so I call a meeting. I was the captain. I'm like, okay, we're having a meeting right now. Everybody get in the locker room, players only. So. Get in, get in the meeting, and I'm like, guys, um, we uh, we got a problem here. We we can no longer do pigeon of the day. You know, it was you know to my understanding that it was a you know thing to bring Contentious guys together, thing, yeah, yeah and, and fun. But you know what? You know, I I, I overlooked it. That uh, you know it hurt some people's feelings, and that uh, and you know we can no longer do it. And the guys all like 20, 20, whatever guys, heads just snapped, just right like. to the guy, just like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most awkward, like, and I was like, okay, it's over. Bye-bye. And we just threw the hat away and it was done. <laughs> that was it. it. That so was nobody, it. it's gone. It's, it's in a landfill somewhere. Yeah, I don't know where it is. Oh, that would it's have gone. been a great piece if, there. If it came back, I mean, I would laugh. It would be fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I think Jeff Foss won it. What, like three days in a row, four days in a row one time? <laughs> well, one time, I don't know if he was hung over or what he was doing, but like he literally were skating laps at the end of the practice and he just ran right into the net. Like getting back. The smartest guy yeah. who's ever played hockey, yeah. Jeff Foss. Well, yeah, Je just, just wheeling around and all of a sudden, oh, hey, we moved the nets there. <laughs> Bang, Here's into the board. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another Jeff Foss story that he comes here at the end of probably 10, 11. No, it would have. Maybe when was whenever Ryan Ellis played for us that season? Oh nine ten or ten. Oh nine ten or nine, ten eleven. Yeah, we're uh, so we Corey Conacher comes in. Oh yeah. Uh, as well, oh, yeah, they're roommates. They're in the hotel, right? And Conacher has type one diabetes, mm -hmm. and you know the so whatever we've got a meeting at nine o'clock or be in the room at nine o'clock. Well, Conacher won't, and Foss and Conacher are roommates. Conacher won't wake up. Right. And Foss is like, well, forget you. I'm I'm not going to be getting trouble because of you. And so he goes in there. Right. And he tells Dougie, Doug Agnew, equipment, ma or equipment manager, athletic trainer, like what's going on. And he's like, 
hey, he's he's probably like uh, uh, having uh, he's got low insulin. He's yeah. got low oh, yeah. low blood sugar. He's not awake. Sure enough, sure, we have, we bugged Fossey about that, and he had to call had to call an ambulance. Yeah, he did. He came in. Yeah, we had ambulance had to go like knock the door down, right, in, to in get Conacher, get him up. So we uh, we laughed. I'm like Fossey, like where's your roommate? Like you can't just leave a guy like what? Why? He's like didn't he, want to wake up. He was like rolling over. He's telling me to f off. He was like just. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Fossey. Like he was having an episode. Like his like blood sugar is probably into so, a coma. Yeah, yeah right. He was doing you know and. He's like, "Well, I just left him." I'm like, so, <laughs> "Oh, jeez!" So, so the uh, the joke was that for the rest of the years, don't be Fossey's roommate on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he'll leave <laughs> no you for kidding. dead. No kidding. No kidding. It, uh, it, it, well, we had a equipment guy too. He was a third guy that would always do the uh, the late teams. So when the teams would come in late off the road, like two, pick three in the, the morning, or whatever, yeah, yeah, he would or load them in load him in well, well this guy we'd show up in the morning and he'd be sleeping on the floor like by the coffee maker or he'd be like just because he'd have a he'd be there till like three in the morning right, or whatever right. and if his pump shut off his battery got low just wouldn't pump him and he'd be having a nap and we'd have the gatorade out giving him for giving him some sugar wow <laughs> like, i forget what his name was i didn't know that his name was kevin yeah it was kevin i remember kevin yes i didn't know that 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 stuff happened yeah yeah wow like those guys I mean, we're, I don't want to get too far off topic here, but those guys, equipment managers, That's a they have breed, the man. worst schedule. Like, you get players, we get into the city, you know, let's say we're going from to Grand Rapids, right? Mm-hmm. We play a game, we're going to Grand Rapids the next night, four-hour bus ride, get in at 2 in the morning. Well, the governor's on the bus, so Governor, it's like okay, a 62-mile-an-hour yeah. ride now. Get in at 3 in the morning, and every, you guys are going to sleep, not the equipment <laughs> staff. No. Right? No, they... Uh... They do a pretty uh, amazing job, and it's it's a lot of behind the scenes that doesn't get you know recognized and stuff. They, I mean, they're a different breed, boy. Because I tell you what, I couldn't do it. No way. No. No way. Uh. Uh-uh. No way. Uh, a few years ago, I, I want I want, a, I want a couple more stories from you. Um, one of my favorites is uh, that same season, that eleven twelve season. Uh, we're watching the Super Bowl at in Houston. Right. At I can't think of it. It was the flying fa- saucer. Flying saucer. Yeah. For some reason, I couldn't think of saucer. I knew flying saucer. I knew it had something to do with like discs. There's 110 beers yeah, on the wall. Exactly. We, we what flying that saucer in in Houston, not far from the hotel. So we rent the upstairs. The admirals rent the upstairs in the flying saucer to watch the Super Bowl. Everybody's there. Um, Madonna did the halftime show. That's what I remember more right. than the game itself. I don't remember who even played in the game that year, but. Um, the next morning we get on the bus and we have a bit of a detour before we can go to Austin, Texas. Well, that was another interesting morning. So I wake up early and like for whatever reason, it was before seven and I look and I've got a couple missed calls on the phone and a voicemail. So I get the voicemail and it's like, uh, for doll, this, <laughs> this, uh, this demo, we, uh, we uh, the Finns are in trouble. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh man. I'm like, okay, what's going on? So that was it. Like, I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking, where are they? So I call their roommates. No, no, they're not back at the hotel. Sure enough. So there's a police precinct that was like literally a block from our hotel. So I whip, whip down there. I'm like, look, we had guys that were, you know possibly out last evening you know might have been loud loud or obnoxious and i think they might be in custody but i can't i don't <laughs> i don't know, know for sure yeah, right? i don't know for sure it's like when your car gets towed you it might be stolen it might be at the, the impound lot it, it, it was unbelievable so they're like well we can't tell here but if somebody gets arrested downtown there are two places that we take them a and b i'm like Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I pick the one spot, and lo and behold, I wheel in there, and I get up to the get up to the uh, the glass at the reception area, and I'm like, "Do you uh, happen to have, you know, three uh, European gentlemen in custody?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, the soccer players." I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that sounds... Yeah, that, let's go with that. Yeah, let's, let's go, go with, with that. that. That sounds about right. So they're uh, they're like, yeah, they, you know, like disorderly conduct or like something. They didn't get in a fight or they didn't get... 
I think. So well, and it wasn't as serious as anything, really. No, no, they were just. I guess in Texas, they really, they really crack down on like drunken public or like if you they think that you are intoxicated at all, you, they can arrest you. Yeah. And that's what ended up occurring. And then once one of the, you know, Finnish gentlemen is, uh, you know, getting detained then the other two kind of jump in to help and they right. realize that they're in no better shape so they all they all buddies anyway so they got taken in anyways <laughs> so well they got i gotta bail them out so they i'm like well how much is it like how much is this like i can't well lo and behold we've got the uh money from the super bowl so dougie agnew dougie agnew dougie won the game dougie won the uh, final <laughs> score for 1200 bucks or i think it was 1400 or whatever he wanted which was funny so so i we'd had the ca we had the cash i had the cash and um i'm like sorry dougie you're not getting your cash right now buddy and and you know how it is with dougie he was like prying his what? firstborn out of his <laughs> <Yeah>. fingers <laughs> so we go to uh i've got the cash so it, it it's like 400 a guy so it was like 1200 to get to get them out so i had enough cash and um well they hand me the sheet they're like okay i need their names addresses and like i mean i've I've got a flip phone, I think, at this time. And right. I'm trying to go on the internet on this freaking thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I, so I get on our site. I get their correct spelling of their names. I got to go through, like, so many vowels and adjectives. <laughs> it's like you can. Double U's and, oh, yeah, you know, double A's. Yeah, and double U's and A's. and Double K. and Yeah like V's and J's beside each other. <laughs> yeah. and she, I'm just like, what is going on? So I get it all filled out. I get all their addresses filled out and turn it in with the cash and bang. All right. They make bail. And, uh, I, I had, to, so at this point, our bus is supposed to go to your San, San Antonio, Antonio and Austin or Austin. Austin so, yeah. Our bus is supposed to leave at nine. Well, it's getting close and close. Finally, I'm like, you're sweating probably, I'm right? Sweating. I call Stan Drulia, call her assistant. I'm like, Stan. Who had just joined the team like a yeah. month before. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> right. Stan. I said, we got a problem. I go, I go, a couple guys got, you know, in, in some hot water. I go, I can't leave them behind. I go, if we'll find, I said, I'll take them. We'll find a way to. Uh, to get to Austin. To get to Austin. Not Ubering it. There's no, no Uber. Yeah. It's not, you know, we'll figure it out. I said, I just can't leave them. Sorry. And I go, you, whatever you guys got to do do it so in the meantime the bus pulls up to the courthouse pulls up to oh my god it's awesome so the <laughs> bus pulls up so it's sitting outside and i'm trying to wait for these guys to get processed so they finally get processed and they don't know that i processed them they think they're just oh this is oh, time to yeah go. we're out yeah, right yeah, thank god go. no one found out yeah, thank god so i don't know if you if anybody's ever you know been to the you know drunk tank or the clinker or whatever so they take your you know, they take your shoelaces away from you. They take, take the shoelaces <laughs> out of your shoes. So I don't know if you don't hang yourself or you don't strangle somebody else in there or yourself or whatever. So they come out. They each got a clear Ziploc bag and their shoes with no laces on <laughs> in the other hand <laughs> walking through the door. And they're just like, hey, Porto, Porto! Hey, awesome. Like, hey, what a time. You know, I'm like, are you guys like – so they, we get them organized and – we we go out to the bus and I'll I'll never forget the shame of them walking like three in a line just like <laughs> like li li like Linus from yeah. Charlie <laughs> Brown just like because mm, uh. when you go on the bus the first people you see on the bus are oh, the yeah. coaches the coaches are always in the front They're always so. in the front yeah. oh my lord so it's just so like, you got to run the gauntlet I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry it was like what it was like what are we gonna do with these guys I didn't hear I'm so Dougie didn't get his Super Bowl money for a while, and then. But he ended up getting it. Oh yeah, they got. It. I think he got it, and then some, probably from yeah. uh, from sure. the boys. But it that was comedy. Well, we end up in Austin, and the equipment managers had gone early, so Dave Randolph is already getting the stuff set up at Cedar Park Center, mm -hmm. and. We walk in, and Dave had put prison stripes on their three jerseys for practice. <laughs> so those three guys. And the fourth Finn was Yusuf Pustinen, who just landed in Austin that day. Right. Because he his, he had a family thing that he had to deal with back in Finland. So he comes back, and, yeah, he uh, he had some fun with that. Because Yusuf was, uh, was a fun-loving guy. He was yeah, a great he was guy. Great. He, enjoyed, he enjoyed that That stuff. was funny. I forgot about the, the jailbird stripes. Yeah. 
Yeah, Dave, Dave did pretty well. Dave was proud of himself for that I'm one. sure. He should, and he should, and, and he rightfully so. Rightfully well, he so. should have been. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so there's another Scott Ford story. Similar, but, you know, the roles are reversed here a yeah. little bit. Your first year here, uh-huh. it's early in the season. Our coach is Lane. Lane is our coach. And He's intense. Lane has no chill. None, <laughs> right? Like he is—he's firing all the time. Yeah, the 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 Spinal Tap guitars—they go to eleven because they can, and that's kind of where Lane. And was. that's Lane, and <laughs> yeah. and Lane Lane is, you he's know, awesome. awesome guy. Yep, awesome guy, yep. and he's got a Stanley Cup ring, and he's been has done awesome for himself, obviously. Uh, so, anyways, Lane's the coach. Early season, and this is your first year out of Brown. You know, Ivy League guy, Fordo is, and stand up. And Harris, our owner, Harris Turr, has a suite at the Bradley Center. And oftentimes he'll offer the tickets to the players to go up, hey, you know, go watch Marquette game or whoever. And it's a Marquette game, right? Yeah. Marquette game. They played UConn. Marquette, Marquette v. Big UConn. Deal. Big Ma- deal. Remember, remember Jimmy Butler missing free throws at the end? I don't remember that, but I, I believe don't. you. Hmm. He did. He missed. He, I think he had three free throws, and he missed them, and UConn won. And it, so, yeah, it was not good. So I, I don't know if I'm, I'm mistaken. I'm Jimmy pretty Butler, sure. If Jimmy Butler uh, gets reminded of that now, I wonder what would happen. Yeah, I don't know. Probably never listen to our podcast again. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we're the game is over, and the players, you know, probably grease the palms of Ricky in the back lot, who uh, parked back there. You're <laughs> not supposed to park back there. But if you went up and said, "Hey, Ricky, help help us out here," no problem. You got helped out every single time. Yep. And uh, so you guys are walking back through and there's a stack of eight pizzas there probably waiting for the referees i think there was more than eight i think it was it was pretty substantial yeah substantial a substantial amount of pizzas (laughs) for three referees yeah so i i I didn't think it would be a big deal if uh you know i I grabbed a a slice out of the box (laughs) or a whole box (laughs) or the whole box so (laughs) similar (laughs) similar to you saying and this is near the exit this oh, is yeah, right, right, right outside Arena Security. Control. Yeah, 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 right, right there. Right okay. outside the back okay. door of the Bradley Center. So this wasn't in the suite. This wasn't. No. Uh, this was, yeah. No. And uh, so similar to how your story about getting called in the next day and not having an idea what happened, that's what it's like around here. Uh, it was like, uh, I mean, you can't imagine the intensity that the Bradley Center took for this. It's like we get called in here, oh, players are stealing pizzas and – uh, we've got the videotape. We don't know who did it, but we've got videotape, and David Harrell is looking at this right now, and we're going to figure out who's doing this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And we've got Lane who, you know, he's – He's intense. He's intense. So I say to Fordo, I have no idea who's done this. They're I have no tra- idea what's tra- going on. They're treating this like a felony. Yeah, oh, worse. Yeah, it's on worse. the news, and yeah, yeah. Right, absolutely. And Call wh- crime stoppers. For sure. <laughs> and I have no idea who's done this. So I say to Fordo, who's – Again, the Ivy League guy, he's new in town, he's great in the community. Like, Fordo, one of these dumb rookies took a pizza last night, and now everyone is up in arms. Lane's pissed, you know, the Bradley Center's pissed, you know, Harris is pissed. Like, everyone's mad, right? Like, can you figure out who did this? I'm like, Charlie, it was me. (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen your face. I'm like, what's the big deal, Charlie? It was me. What's going on? I was like, oh, my God. So, oh. Yeah, so I walk in. I walk into the office. To Lane's office. Yeah, Lane's office. I'm like, Lane, hey, heard there's, you know, some, you know, uh, people are up in arms about this uh, this pizza thing. I said. <laughs> we should be calling this pizza gate. I'm not sure why we yeah, weren't. We should have been. I'm like, hey, you know, I had a poor ju- you know, call in judgment last night. I said, you know, we had a, maybe a few couple pops at the basketball <laughs> game. It was a great game. And, you know, I grabbed a pizza when I walked out of the arena. He just looks at me and goes, get the F out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, man. Uh-oh. So, so he addresses the team. So we get we got all the boys in, and Jetty Artmeyer had just got here. He'd come down from. The, from Nashville. Yeah, he'd come down from the NHL. And, like, so he gets here. So we all sit around, and Lane gets up in front of the group. And it's like, guys. I had a couple things to address today, but... Uh, <laughs> That's a good lead. Um, you know what, Fordo? I'm just going to let you tell it. Go ahead. I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, man. So I stand up in front of the group, and guys are looking like, oh, my God, what happened? What happened, right? What is going on here? Like, guys, I uh, 
I was hungry. Yeah, I made a mistake last night, and I uh, they're all thinking like the worst. And like uh, I went to the boss basketball game last night, and you know, walking out, I uh, took a pizza and I I went home and ate it. Well, <laughs> hey, do you remember what kind it was? I I can't. It's pepperoni, but I don't know. Like five or six of the guys had it. Like we we're all li- we we're <laughs> yeah. all living up on Marquette. Me and Kelsey Wilson and Ryan Mackey living in the same place. And there was like eight of us in there just mucking just this. Just <laughs> It was like those big forty-two inches too. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so we just yeah. So and he's and the guys are start rolling. Like we're laughing. Like they are. And Lane's like it's like he's trying. He's like the judge in court. Like order, order. Right. You know, Does like, he have a trying, gavel? Trying, this is not funny. This is a black eye on the organization, and <laughs> just because he's pretty intense. I mean, it was it was pretty juvenile and not very smart at the time. But oh my God, like it was, yeah, it was not good. And it was like the Lindbergh baby was taken. That's you know, that's how serious it was taken. Oh yeah, I got guys calling me like, hey, Porto, do you, you know, do you have a problem? Like, uh, you know, we, can, <laughs> we got we have some people that we can put you in touch with if you need to talk to somebody. I'm like, man, I don't think I have a stealing problem i'm not a klepto i'm not a klepto, <laughs> not a klepto here not a klepto. i just, had I just a, happened to be hungry yeah i cut a couple so- soda pops and thought it'd be a good idea to eat a pizza from the bed <laughs> right and that's the best thing too is like arena control is just like hey yeah, yeah, have a good night fardo yeah no problem yeah good, good job yeah, catch, <sighs> catch you tomorrow but i guess they had me on camera the footage is hilarious like, oh yeah walking I, out with the pizza yeah, walking out with the pizza and then i'm sitting in the car in the back and <laughs> And <laughs> did you and start I, eating it yeah, in the yeah, car? Oh yeah, there, I wasn't driving. <laughs> I wasn't driving, which you know, it's a good thing. And I was in the passenger seat. And it shows me just the biggest <laughs> just, like and smile. the cameras on you. Oh, yeah, the biggest smile on my face. So excited <laughs> to eat, and I just prop the box open. And I'm just making love to this pizza. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh yeah, and th- I mean, what do you do? I, it wasn't very smart, but we. And then, lo and behold, we uh, we lost our privileges to park in the back of the Bradley <laughs> Center for the rest of my seven years here or whatever it no, was. No, for real? For any event, yeah. Well, yeah. there was talk of like, well, I don't think the players are going to be able to uh, to use Harris's tickets anymore because of this uh, because of this event. I mean, it's oh. a grave responsibility. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it's pretty funny, but I think it was a l- as equally as dumb it was on my part. It was as equally blown out of proportion. Oh, oh my gosh. Absolutely, so. yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you've given us a lot of time here. We thank you for that. We'll let you go here. But uh, no, no I mean, hold on. Excited. Unless you have some more. Unless, yeah. If, if there is a story going, or two. We've we got other shows to do here. That's We're, true. We got a, it's a long season. Um, so we may do that. But uh, season gets going. It's kind of like the first day of school. It's exciting that it's mm-hmm. finally here. It's it's awesome. I mean, the energy on the ice and in the room and stuff has has been electric. The guys, the guys are in such a, I think, good place as far as being motivated with the finish that we had last year, leading up to obviously you know the playoffs, but just the opportunity, you know, especially the camps that some of them had in Nashville and just how positive you know, their development has went this summer and just how excited they are to get the season going. I think all of our, our pretty much our core group and our, our nucleus here is all back, whether, you know, Nashville did a great job of, of re-signing guys and bringing our captain back and, and having, you know, our goaltender back or some other, you know, forwards and, and things like that is is put, you know, a lot of excitement in the room. And, we, you know, we're we're excited to get up and running here. We have some young prospects, some new kids here that are that are very dynamic and are going to be, you know, special guys in the whole organization to come. Whether it's here for a few years and then on to Nashville or or whatever, you know, I I think we have some guys now that are legitimate prospects and that mm-hmm. have a have a le- legitimate opportunity to play. The growth from our guys from their first to second to third years has steadily grown and improved and now we have some young blood and some youth in in here as well that is uh we're really looking forward to it yeah game seasons get going season gets going on sunday the 6th three o'clock in the afternoon uh at iowa against the iowa wild Fordo, thanks so much for doing this yeah, yeah thank you guys we'll awesome. have a round two for sure because there's definitely will. there's a lot more stories yeah it's uh there's there is a lot there's 
probably. It's the best part of getting eight people. You know, thank, I mean, said, well, we're all getting older. Well, thank goodness we're all allowed the chance to get older. Yes. Yeah. And and two, one of the great things about being older, getting older, is accumulating stories, stories and relationships. That's what it's all about. Yeah, like fighting your best friend, or maybe not your best, <laughs> but fighting <laughs> oh, yeah, a, for, on the ice. Yeah, I forgot about that with T-Bird. I actually just was over with, uh, with Tristan Grant. I went over and seen him and his wife and... And uh, child here this summer over in Grand Rapids. It's where he makes his home now, and his his wife's from there originally. So it's yeah, it's great too. It's, yeah, it's we'll six, need to track six. him down because some of the stories he's told oh over the Lord. years are oh, just. Yeah. We still laugh. We show the the Merck's cheese commercial. Where <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a shiner? Oh, yeah, you got a big I've shiner. Got a black eye. He's like, yeah. He's got that Fu Manchu. He does. Yeah. Al Roboski oh, in God. there. Yeah. It is just it's just comedy. The the characters that we had were just absolutely phenomenal like i was saying i lived with kelsey wilson and ryan Mackey that year like it, oh like, they talk Ke- about polar opposites oh there oh my lord yeah <laughs> Har- harvard and like you know ryan would sit behind me on the bus and, and he's reading financial magazines yeah, I don't as think, a rookie i don't think willie could read <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great so it, it is and then obviously i see yonks around too yonkman's back in the community yep. you know he's i don't he's not playing he's helping out with uh um, so the, he helps out with junior admirals a bit. And, yeah, uh, and uh, I, man, I can't even think of the the organization he, he's helping out with right now. But same thing up at the Pettit. Like they do a great job. The the organizations around here in the in the community, you know, they they've done a fantastic job. So he's involved in that, and yeah, it's always good to see the big man. Yep, I think we'll see him around here this year. Yeah, I'm looking Absolutely. forward to it. Fordo, yeah. thanks so much. Thank you, guys. All right, that'll do it. We'll wrap things up. Thanks for listening to this uh, edition of the Milwaukee Admirals podcast.